Welcome back everybody this is the refresh point my name is ben and as always i'm joined by my constant co-host steve steve how's it going we are barely hanging on we've got the entire strain of the holiday season on us <laughs> but we're trying to forget about it for a little while and talk uh, about some white schwartz let's talk, talk about some white schwartz let's talk about the end of the year we lied to you last episode wasn't the last episode of the year this one is boom merry christmas yeah ben wanted to squeeze in one more recording so we could give thanks for all the great things that have happened this year yeah. in a year of refresh points yes and so as the year comes to a close we've got this one more holiday episode to send to your ears before 2024 comes around we'll look at the results from anaheim which if you looked at the top eight, you'll know I went to somehow uh, talk about Guilty Gear's release and look back at our first year-ish of doing the refresh point. So shuffle your decks, tap or cut, and we'll get right into the refresh point with some breaking news. Uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't believe in Two Souls Slime, and so... I told somebody before Duluth that if I had won Duluth, I would take Two Souls Slime to Anaheim just for fun. And I expected to go X2 and like drop out eh, around four or five or so and go farm some Lunar New Year's promos from the Shadowverse side event and you know, you know, get out in time to get dinner at a reasonable place at a reasonable time. No, no. I went 7-2 in Swiss with just like the most brain dead, like think nothing, do nothing mindset ever. And it just worked. That's great. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I, I love slime. <laughs> it, it's so just like, I felt disgusted at the time. Well, that's good. That's how you yeah. should feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and it, and I think it also echoes uh, a scripted Weiss's uh, mindset as well. I think he, he, whenever he took the two soul slime to, I think it was France. I think he had a similar sentiment. And I'm just sitting here like, I guess if they don't block, then it will just work. Yeah, and uh, you had a couple of just don't block scenarios that were pretty disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> but congratulations to my boy John, who I met in round two of that tournament, who won with uh, Elizabeth Hendrickson. And my boy was a doomer. He was like, nah, I lost. I got to win out seven rounds that's so much and i was like nah nah you gotta have it you gotta believe in it because obviously i didn't care so i was like nah dude you got it i believe in you i'll see you in top eight screw it now the funny thing is i did see him in top eight i was his quarters opponent uh great thing for me though because i didn't care and i was rooting for him i drew out six climaxes by turn two and i was like it's over <laughs> just i'm like 
I understand the lose condition for this deck, and it's this. It's this exact scenario. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a lot of deck speed in the old two soul slime deck. Nope, no siree. Uh, so yeah, I mean, congratulations to John. Congratulations to everybody else who went to Anaheim uh, and got top eight. Um, it was very cool. Very cool to meet you, dude. Yeah. Uh, cool to meet everybody in Anaheim. Shout outs to Dr. Disco who uh, six soul punched himself to death uh, and just immediately ate it. Uh, he was inspired by the the standby slime top from Duluth. And he was like, oh, I've been cooking with mask the whole time. So I feel validated. I'm gonna bring it to Anaheim. And then and then I I slammed it to soul when he was out four and it, it didn't go much better after that. Uh, but you were very cool. Shout outs to you. Putting down the rug and then rug pulling all in just one sweet <laughs> maneuver. <laughs> it was so funny. He was like, no, why'd you do that? You're supposed to be playing this one. <laughs> you were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> nah, but real shout outs to you. Uh, you like he, he ended the day X3 and like he's only been playing for like a year he's already a very very I'd, good very competent there's player. nothing i'd love to hear more than the people who have been playing for a short period of time already deep in the competitive scene and doing well it's it means a lot for the longevity of the game it means a lot for like for all of us who take the game seriously because it's very easy to collect anime cards and signs and be like yep there's definitely a game here but I, eh, you know, that's not really for me. It's like, well, if you give the game a chance, you might be surprised at what what you think of it. So yeah. And speaking of shiny cards, though, Guilty Gear released. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Great news and, for all yeah. the people who are trying to collect Guilty Gear because this might be the cheapest max rarity of all time. Nah, nah, that's fake. That's a lie. Because the the real answer is. All the individual SPs and OFRs, relatively cheap, right? You know, prices, not so bad. No. 200, 100. I, you know, the chip SP, I got like $35 for both copies. I think there's probably like five or six SPs that cannot be sold for more than 30 bucks. Yeah. And so, but, but here's the problem. For like a meta list... You run a lot of these, uh, a lot of these foils, these, uh, not $30 SPs and OFRs and, uh, it'll stack up real quick on you. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to play Ramlethal, then yeah. Still though, I think the entire like max rarity deck is probably like sub 3k if you were discerning. Yeah, if you're if you have like a reasonable deck list. Now, if you're if you were playing, say Kai Mei as a deck list, and you just really were in on that. Kai Mei is is really reasonable, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. You get to cut out the 800 or so bucks of Ramlethal finishers that you need. Ramlethal finishers? Yeah, the three two. It's the SP, isn't it? Like a hundred, two hundred now. It's spiked. Well, uh. <laughs> Congrats on your release price, uh, 
<laughs> guy who bought my uh, Ram OFR and Ram SP. Ram OFR, on the other hand, yeah, that's yeah. that's not reasonable. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I like I've given up. Like Ram OFR, that's next year. That's a next year project. Just by by herself. There's a couple ways to approach a max rarity. You can either approach it with you get the big boulders first and then you kind of slowly fill in the foils yeah or the way i like to do it and the way it sounds like you're doing it get all the foils out of the way one release when they're still available and everybody's got them and then later on you'll have to just one brick at a time grab those you know the most expensive pieces of it yeah so uh thanks to uh you know some of the home some of the people that cracked the mayo fr I do have the full playset of the May OFR, and uh, I think you cracked a Kai OFR, I which did. which I'll be we'll be negotiating over uh, probably after this episode. <laughs> and uh, somebody at one of our locals cracked another one, so I have two Kai OFRs on lock. I was also you know what I was in an auction for another one. Uh, I wonder what the state state of that is unironically i think i saw it the other day and it hadn't moved very much so it, it's it's typical so i might in i typical might go yeah. auction style it doesn't move until right before it's gonna sell and then uh it, it just flies from that point so yeah 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 you have to keep a close eye on it tomorrow uh because that's when all your action will be yeah yeah for sure but uh I have all the triple rares, um, and I got a few other kind of like easy to pick up SPs, which was nice. Uh, I got like, I've, I like stole like the, the Faust SPs and the chip SPs because I got them for like forties or below, or just like, uh, I pulled like a, uh, I pulled like a gold Lewis SP and traded somebody for a Faust copy and I only run two Faust and I was Holy like crap Easy, what I'll say is that TCG player right now is highly unreliable for for guilty gear sales A lot of this stuff has no sales at all So yeah, it's likely that it's overpriced at its current price and its current price is very low. So we're yeah. likely to see even lower prices as we go forward. I think I can see the OFRs like going up by just pure rarity's sake. Yeah. You know, there's just not enough of them. So like the Ramlethal. The thing is, is that we now have like verified pricing for May at 150, like sold pricing. Oh, really? And so like yeah. you can offer it at 225, but I mean, I think yeah, it's all about buyer discerning at this point. Yeah, I think 200 is like still a reasonable May price. I saw like TCG player was trying to spike it up to like 250. I think it's gonna flatten out like Ramlethal 250. Yeah, May 200, Kai yeah. 100, everybody else less. Yeah, and so you know, uh, so so my project I've got. There's so little SRs in the deck it's so annoying like i took stock at one point and i was like hmm i need like 17 sp ofrs and four more srs oh i just pulled one three wow. more srs that's crazy just like it's it's ridiculous giovanna's an sp eno's an sp are you not running kai the zero yeah the that's a, that's on death katsuki 
Yeah, that's an SR. I got all three of those. Yeah. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, what else? Goodness. I mean... Oh, like, uh, I, can, I can pull it out. Yeah. One thing we also want to talk about um, while we're talking about Guilty Gear and um, collecting. Um, it's been my experience, and I've heard this experience from other people, that um, the, the, f the double R situation is a little bit whack. Dude, it's nasty. There is not a double playset in a case. No. We ended up being, I think, six short um, in our case, and that is... Um... I haven't gotten the opportunity to count, to be fair, but the funny thing is, as much as I loved May, I definitely pulled six, only six copies. Mm. And I was like, well, it's a good thing I'm getting OFRs, and I can like maybe sell a second playset. Yeah, I wanted to build a, <laughs> I wanted to build a second um, deck... Yeah, um, it's just build hard. a real build a real deck for my um for for a second Ramlethal deck, and yeah, um, it, it's they're very hard to locate. It's difficult. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck if you're trying to have multiple playsets of this uh, of this uh, this set because it's it's rough. Yeah, the foils are out there though, and they're cheap, like super duper cheap, um, and so. If you want to, if you want to like flirt with max rarity a little bit, I mean, you've got lots of options. So here's, so I'm playing, and arguably, I I might like replace this Giovanna with the Jacko like, uh, like drop search. Yeah. On memory. Yeah. But right now the, it's green. It's a clock bomb. It goes to memory. It's I like liked, no, I like that card a lot. Yeah, like it's just a very straightforward, like find enough card to run uh, in my specific list for Kai May. That's like trying to set up Geo turn like turn one basically. Yeah, I think that that card's really important for the Geo setup or, and so, or some type of on yeah. reverse setup. And so I I need to get two Kai S. Yeah, Kai's also an SP. The 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 restander is an SP. I pulled one, thankfully. So I need two Kai's. I guess I need four Kai's technically. Two and two of like one O's and three twos. Uh like two Giovannas and just the full playset of Ramlethal and Triple Eno. Just yeah. like jam it down my wallet, you know? I don't know. It looks like there's quite a few foils for most of the decks that would be meta. Um, yeah, so. like Eno Giovanna is like a, a real quick one-two punch of like, they're probably going to be cheap, but because so many people might want to get them, I feel like they're going to start going. Eno is already kind of going. Yeah. Um, she's um, she So Ramothal wasn't as high as I thought. She's flirting with like 130, and Eno is, is nearly there now. So um, that's kind of annoying. Um, there is a decent spread of foils that you're gonna have to or want to pick up probably there's the testament drop search the um, Yeah, SR wise, you know clean the, cut the soul, the soul back row the biken zero the ram familiars the the um, fumio, the fumio Gio giovanna yep. yeah. um, the uh, The um, I'm sorry my mind's blanking on me the clean cut i think is a foil yep, and yep. then um, clean if you're running foil. if you're running um the something in the warehouse that's a foil I'm yeah sorry. yeah i keep calling it that 
presidential, presidential meeting. Is that what it is? Okay. No, I mean it, everybody calls it what they first called it. Like yeah. on the on the Tressa's discussion on Guilty Gear, they I mean it was Operation Tornado for them, right? Oh sure. So yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's Operation like, Tornado wasn't as big in English as it was in JP, and so that's from that's from uh, uh, Angel Beats. So ah, uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It, it was a while ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Guilty Gear's out. It's, I mean, we've talked about it. I think in the last three episodes, unironically. So, like, I don't think there's many other thoughts from us about it. Um. Yeah, sadly, it's going to fall into the same window as um, SDS did last year, um, where it's like, you're just not going to, we're not going to know exactly how it's going to perform until somebody breaks it out and tries to perform with it. So yeah. And I think that'll be, yeah. that'll be one of those things that um, I think a lot of us have been looking at the set from every angle. And so um, because of that, I don't think there'll be anything that'll surprise me too much, but if it does well at Worlds, it will be Ramloth all that does it, in my opinion. This is maybe the most efficient finisher in the history of Weiss. This is as efficient as Marine. Yeah. Like uh, it, honestly, it yeah. It costs nearly it's... nothing to pull off, and yeah. it's just six packets right in your face. Yep. Now, they're bigger packets yep. than Marine, which is kind of... Um, six in one, half a dozen in the other. It just depends on game state. Is it easier to stick two? Sure, but if you stick threes, then they just die. So it's it's a bit more complicated, but yeah, I think no matter what um, does well for for it, it will be Ramlethal as the as the top end. And so with that, let's go to somewhere familiar, uh, a place that that you adore. The most out of all of us. It really, you know, it's like my second home. It's like Ed, if I'm not at home, this that's where I am. It's the spike corner. Yeah, we're headed right back into the spike corner. Right in. And, um, yeah. So, I went to Anaheim. And, uh, like, I... I thought that I was going to scrub out, so I didn't start taking notes until later when right. I realized that it was like, oh, this might just be real for yeah. no reason whatsoever. I mean, it's been an incredible season for you, um, and you've done well at almost every event you've gone to, so not sure why you didn't think you'd do well. But, uh, you know, I was coping that a degenerate strategy would, like, coin flip tails and I would scrub out within four rounds. Sure. Now, instead, the Degenerate Strategy coin-flipped heads the whole way through, and uh, we made it. Right till the end, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, this is the largest event, uh, of the BCS events of this season. Um, I think uh, we talked about it before, and we knew that it would be, um, because California has a robust Y scene, and um, this is the last shot for a lot of people to try and qualify for Worlds. So, um, the combination of those two things is going to yield a, a very large event. Um, the deck that won um, Elizabeth Henderson, we talked about this deck before. I faced this deck in Houston when, when Riaz was running it. And like I mentioned, I fought him round two and yeah. in quarters. Yeah, and this is the type of deck that is trying to win with math, where like um, you, you try to create a situation where your opponent's deck state cannot be good by stock swapping them and then force refreshing them and then 
burning them for four and scrying the top and doing everything possible to rob them of their blocks. Yep. Yeah. So um, a very reasonable um, approach, probably the most reasonable SDS deck to pilot given the way the meta is right now. Um, and there's nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing surprising about this list at all. It, it's very much the list that you would think it would be. Yeah. And to do like a really quick uh, dive back into some of our comments, uh, uh, Jesse, who won Mexico, was also there and is a friend of John's. Mm -hmm. uh, at least I'm pretty sure his name is Jesse. I guess we didn't clarify. But uh, 212 Dead uh, rem reminded me of the comment that I basically said to everybody at this regional, I was like, all right, I mean, I have no stakes. You want to win? Fair enough to you. And you know what? If you cancel here, it's between you and God. And I slammed a two soul in their face and, you know, seven people ate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that is kind of becoming more um, ubiquitous in the current meta is that there are a number of decks that are like, okay, here's a lot of damage. If you don't block, this game is going to get bad fast. Yeah. And like, we're not going to talk that much about my games at Anaheim because I like, it's very easily summed up in my two losses were, uh, I drew out six by turn two against Nino and Nino had a board and damage and I had nothing. And so I lost. And then there was a mirror match where I fought a standby slime that did block. And so it was just strictly even. We just had like a normal slime mirror match, basically. And I ended up miracle blocking. And then he ended up miracle blocking. So since he did it second, I died. Right. Right. Uh, and then in quarters, uh, I lost the same way I lost to the Nito player. I just drew out six by like turn two and died. Uh, and so, but that always felt like that was just like the loss condition. Yeah. There were like four games where I was like, six, take six, four, take four. All right. And then another like two or three games where it was like four and four and four. You took one of them. Good enough. All right. I'll, here's Muron. All right. Here's my finisher. Did you die? All right. Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately um, what you're looking at when you're talking about this sort of build is the exact same thing that makes slime good in a shell that is going to just accelerate the game state to a point where your finishers cannot possibly fail. And so um, when you build a damage lead for an, o for an okay finisher, then things are going to work out just a lot better. And so yeah. the timing... The timing of the push and pull of the game is is very similar to um, other builds where you push them to three, they see that you're not at three, you're not even close to three, and then they have to play a scrub turn. If you hit three, they lose the game. If you have two clock encore guys, they lose the game anyway, even if you don't hit three. And but, so it's but like, yeah, I mean, talking about the strategy more like with some context from the games though, like hitting the opponent to three when you're even at early two in this metagame still is a little spooky. And like, I enjoyed the playstyle of standby slime being able to strand and just be like, you're at two, four, stay there. I'm gonna go get infinite money. 
and you can just make your deck worse right because like i i got nearly come back like three different times that day you know it was like uh oh this data bullet just like 810 oh but they blocked at three. Oh well i'm at two three but i just double triggered and he has double data bullet finisher with the level three in his clock so uh i'm dead and then i miracle blocked and i was like all right you're dead <laughs> you know but it like and, and round three i played against shizukats uh from tressa's and like i just damaged him to three so now my counterplay doesn't work he's playing overlord and so he gets to set up the board and if he blocks one turn i'm like oh i'm i'm kind of near death here and so i'm like does she on benny Mara work and it did and i was like okay yeah um there it is an emotional part of the game um but it's something i'm also grappling with um while trying to learn uh or trying to figure out which world deck i'm gonna play um there are not a lot of finishers that work from 2-4 or less like even the ones that you think would um like if your opponent has double gura and you're 2-4 you're probably pretty safe like given regular compression yeah 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 like the chance of you dying from that is is not great like your opponent really has to send it and you have to get incredibly unlucky. Like the burn ones have to fish climaxes and they need to be staggered in a way where like a four has to get in there somewhere in order to make the whole process like reasonable. But as long as you block all the fours, then then you're it's not even close to being enough damage to kill you. And so um, there's this perspective when you're not playing those type of finishers that they can kill you from literally infinite ways away and then when you start to play those finishers, you're like, eh, actually not as great as as I thought it would be. Because that's kind of the appeal, right? Like the appeal of the whole live build is that like, okay, I got this guy that's like, gives me so much more reach than I should ever reasonably have. And it's like, yeah, but it can whiff. And when it does, it's kind of spectacular how bad it does. So it's good to keep that in mind is that no matter like, how dangerous your finisher might be you need to keep an eye on like the the fact that the math may not be with you in those type of situations sure you can still pull it out and if you don't have any other like your backs against the wall and there's no other plays to make then that's that's the play right but forcing a play like that at that time of the game is probably not correct and it's one of those things that i'm trying to work on right now is like when do you like when do you go for it like when do you send it like with clock mechanics or whatever like if you're if you're it's either play a stuck turn or send it and it's like okay well how hard can you send it yeah and that's another reason why i'm like perfectly like like i'm just gonna keep playing slime because uh especially with the double shion like board finisher it's like it's deceptively good in that you're like okay it's two bird fours and two shots and two swings and a guy but like it technically has enough reach like if you're at like two five and you eat the, like one of the bird fours 
this is now spooky you know yeah um it's it's the same story but in a in an even more like explosive way the biggest thing that separates um slimes sort of finishers like that from everybody else's sort of finishers like that is that they have a level zero stock swap that can come in yes and like make plays in a situation where like artificially create a play that that shouldn't exist um because the timing of it is literally infinite it's like whatever the worst time would be i can do this and so a lot of times if your opponent's going to hit three first they can compress down infinite because they know i'm going to hit three first and i will get the payout before the stock swap comes in to kill me and against slime you cannot do that and frequently if you try to do that like you set up a 10 or 11 or 12 stock setup because you're like a heavy compression deck and then you want to do a big payout um they will catch you in that like interim period if they have the money and they will punish hard and so that's another reason why um i like the standby deck is because you can drop the punish for that so much easier when you have more extra stock to go to yeah it's like as soon as you see your opponent's like stock state in a super disrespectful way at two you're just like okay we'll take this now you're gonna get it oh yeah for sure like the like the benefits to the two soul list is like the the game scamming you know that like is is inherent with two soul but it's also that it 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 is for a quote-unquote toolbox deck it's actually fairly limiting uh because at the end of the day now you're just kind of limited to like the game is super fast so like the only real play that we have is like make sure i have double Shion in my hand yeah or like Shion benny mar like whatever finisher i'll be able to afford in two turns get it yeah and then you know? obviously miron can set up whatever it is that you need to set up um but, but it's just but but like with quad bonder like the, yeah. the miron inevitability feels high yeah yeah for sure it's like the the problem with it is is game speed in that you're probably not gonna have another miron turn by virtue of like no the game you know like you get one miron turn you get one miron turn and you know like if we didn't get our rickies in the early game then like our hands been bleeding the whole time you know yeah it's uh, the... like all sorts of different stuff and and so like it makes the kind of like devastating plays of like stock swap double Shion all in one turn like very much no. out of the question yeah very hard right? to pull. yeah of course yeah like the you're trading like a more um flexible deck for a deck that has um more explosive potential it's super helmet it's, it's just a super helmet deck because yeah. the the choices become a lot like especially if you've already been playing slime the two soul list is even more helmet you're yeah, like it's very linear yeah get the muron and also i uh like i agree with like the potions tech because frequently you need to spend the money on the muron yeah so potions lets you get more money instead and then if you need the hexproof for like your finishing turn you search it with muron right and like and it does and like i've used the heal like two or three times like in anaheim unironically and it's just like it's a it's a very specific two soul thing feeling yeah. for sure 
but yeah like yeah i mean if i think it's it's one of those things where the two soul deck has a very tight grip on its clock and very good control over it so they're the level that they want to be and if they want to be higher level there's not any way to really arrest that like it's yeah. gonna happen like you know human mirror on the board and in hand means play over play over play over oh or not play over it's like encore 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 i'm level three right you know or i'm level two like yeah or, or, you know it's like Either okay well, i'm ready for the muron turn now yeah and it's like yeah. okay well whatever um the biggest obviously we've already talked about it but like the biggest thing you have to worry about is your deck speed is hot garbage oh yeah so horrible so like disgusting you're, you're you're down to brainstorming like every turn probably and it's yeah. just like okay this is just who we are yeah and, and so, it, like it's even worse somehow where it's like sometimes you know there's just five left in there and we just we just can't brainstorm yeah we, we just, can't yeah like even if it's like you know like half the deck left i mean there's five in there like i can't be trying to mill it out you know yeah, it's one of those things where a lot of times you're just like, all right, well, I guess we attack because yep. there's nothing else to do. Yep, and that's and, why it's helmet. Yeah, there's just less. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, um, when you have when you have a lot of other pluses to like lean on for for value, then that's what enables you to to just cram two souls into a deck and say, okay, well, it's probably gonna still work out, and it does. So yeah. And the the and the the last thing I'll say about the list is that it it feels almost too easy to know the outcome of the game after I mulligan. Like every game that I mulligan and I went like, yep, that's two red rickies. Cool, we got it. Yeah. Two red rickies, one two soul. This will be enough. Or like, rip out three climaxes, discard two, rip out another one. I probably lost this game and like it just manifests because and, and like if I had to like if I do end up actually running this over standby to worlds I would probably tech in just the pay to refresh because it's a it's a zero zero on play pay to refresh the deck and like the other effect is irrelevant because it's involving some other event that's not relevant and and honestly, like in the the Nino game that I played at Anaheim, if I could have yellow rickied to it, I would have at least had like seven climaxes back in the deck. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, not a lot of yellow rickies in that build, is there? Three? No. Oh, really? No, I just every plusing mechanic we can have, like sure. we gotta have it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it just you're just trading your whole life bar for their whole life bar. <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. So. Unironically, yes. Well, um, to round out the rest of the top eight, um, we have a whole bunch of Miron decks uh, in the top eight. Two yeah. standbys and a two souls. Um, hopefully, um, like, not to not to sound like an absolute hater, but like, <laughs> yeah, Bushi Road, please, come on. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, w what you did is not not enough. Clearly, um, we've got um, we've got a Hall Live deck, uh, another Hall Live deck going to Worlds um, p potentially. Um, in third with uh chloe marine this is like uh a door um yep like a a reasonable deck in an unreasonable time um yeah so yeah, for sure i'm i'm not i'm not uh over surprised to see a deck like this kind of crack in there but um 
it, it's the type of deck that I feel like plays very fairly. And um, I don't know if that's gonna, I don't know if that's a good thing in, in the current meta. But what I will say is that red 2-1 is like the most piss annoying thing possible for slime decks. So, um, I mean, if you're surrounded by slimes, then like, yeah, maybe that is the move. Yeah. Um, uh, also shout out to the Eatski deck uh, and the Azure Lane eight bar deck and the review starlight choice pants deck uh sure yeah dude review starlight secretly op you know it just got top at the last two regionals of the year one at the the biggest regional of the year indeed yeah <laughs> um so i don't know what choice pants is yeah um, i can explain it in a second but i i see you have azure laid pulled up so let's talk about eight bar it's not a list that we've really looked at um yeah so we're talking about a um this is the the uh classic uh eight bar deck in the sense that it's like i am trying to play a climax every single turn for the entire game but this is not the um, Taiho bar, which is the bar that I think we would all anticipate to be the advantage engine for a typical Azure Lane deck. This is the um, Ayanami bar. So um, it's a 1-0-4500 during your turn uh, 65. And then when it attacks, um, if you have the bar down, you check four and you add one. And then if you add a level three or higher, you get to draw and discard. So, um, that seems totally fine. I mean, um, the, the reason they've decided to pilot at eight bar is because they have a, there's a bar support in green at level one. Um, if you have experience two, then, um, it gets the following ability. When you trigger a bar, you can clock swap, um, by discarding a card. So this is the, um, this is the fate bar support this is probably the best of the uh bar support mechanics so uh very very strong um so yeah that that all seems reasonable and then for for the finisher um this is a this is an encore healer and then experience uh when it attacks you need experience six this is a Put the top nine cards of your deck in the waiting room and then deal one damage to your opponent X times. X is the number of climaxes revealed. Yep. So this thing can totally kill the crap out of you. <laughs> 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 um, that's a yeah. lot. That's a lot of ones potentially. Um, yeah. But it tripling this feels like impossible, right? What's the cost Pitch on attack? Two. Pitch two, yeah. So like, yeah. you can't triple this thing. It's not even, that's not even a real possibility. Um, so they do have the um, Hakuryu off finisher, which is the pay three and ditch one to burn two um, with experience eight. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've we got some like, uh, and they have the pay one, ditch one, burn one, Azuma finisher. It's it's like every other whole life. It's like every other Azure Lane deck where it's got like 25 level threes in it because we need experience eight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think this is a very reasonable sort of build. Uh, if you get the compression down and uh, and sculpt it correctly, like this finisher could be extremely devastating. So, oh yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and then of course we have the cats on the bottom end because why wouldn't we? Um, and then the unicorn uh, brainstorm, so. So yeah, talking about cats, uh, actually before talking about cats, a, a quick review checkup. So this pants finisher is on attack, pay one, um, assign somebody on soul trigger, burn one twice. Um, we have this handy dandy off finisher that has been discussed before uh, that uh, is on reverse pay two, ditch two, uh, burn three, and it lets you draw a card and check your top three and rearrange, mm. which you might, you know, rearrange to have a soul trigger on your guy that's going to burn one repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. It also gets humongous. Oh, 45, yeah. 12K base. 4,500 power. No, the blue. Oh, yeah. The, the blue. Yeah. The actual pants combo itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 4,500 power. Yeah. 14.5, 15.5. Congrats. Yeah. And very cheap. So let's just pay one. Yeah. 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 One of our locals has been cooking it with standby. And, dude. I definitely believe in the standby a little bit more than the choice by itself because you, you, you obviously you play the choice one combo because it has a soul trigger on it. But hear me out, that doesn't have to be the one combo. Yeah, you can just like put it in the deck just like people yeah. used to do with Mori. Like yeah, it's it's very similar in ideology where it's like you could either play the Mori combo because it's Mori or and because it's like there's a synergy there for for yeah. resources. Or you could just run standby like an absolute like fiend. Yeah, and, but and this standby combo feels a little better, and and running standby gives you like more natural ways to like jam more soul triggers into the deck. Uh, but what I will say it is it is interesting that they're running. Um, it's a check four of or it's a check four or a check five event that adds a soul trigger card to your hand. Uh, so yeah, it's a check. F oh nope. This is not the event I thought it was. It's just check four it's and just add a guy. Camera, yeah. Yeah, it's just camera. Huh? I mean, yeah. If you need deck speed, you do. I guess that's one way of doing it. I yeah, I definitely misread it. Honestly, in the standby list, I would consider the 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 other check event. I think it's like it's check four or five. You get to add a soul trigger card. So in standby pants, you could add any climax. And then um, you can top or bottom after the check. Right, like scry. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I will say is they're very aware of the fact that their biggest pain is deck speed because they have every deck speed zero that exists in the day in the set in this deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like pay one, ditch one to check four, pay one, ditch one to check three, mill two, brainstorm, on death, pitch to check four. Yeah. Like we have literally every milling zero there is in, in review starlight. So not all of them, but there's a good amount. A huge chunk. Yeah. Uh -huh. And um yeah. So, uh, and then of course, like the level one combo is, um, just on attack salvage, on attack yeah. salvage. And then you get power, I yeah. think, and you yeah. need like a full yeah. board. Yeah. Um, a lot of what makes this sort of thing work is the, the two on red character that lets you, um, you can tap her to look at the top three of your opponent's deck and then reorder them. And then it's also uh, a thousand, uh, whenever you play a character, 
uh, you can give a character a thousand. Mm -hmm. So this lets you set up like your burn one twice finisher even better. Like not just setting up one end of it where you set up your side, but you can also set up your opponent's side where you look, see, see if there's a climax. If there is, you put that sucker right on top, let it get fished off by the burn one, and then you go in. Um, yep. I took a, yeah, against the standby version of this deck, I I think I got clobbered like four or five games in a row. Like, this this finisher can be highly unreasonable if if it goes off as hard as it can. And, um, which, it, honestly, it does, it does a lot of the time. Yeah, like, in this set, there are ways to make it go off as hard as it can. Like, And, of course, um, you know, we've, we've got stock swap um, in, in case we're just absolutely loaded with money um to to make our opponent be reasonable and yeah. then we've got a pretty okay early play healer here so yeah yeah uh and yeah back to my like completely ruined uh segue let's talk about soul rush yeah um uh, because uh going into worlds there are i think okay definitely at least compared to last year there are more soul rush feeling things in consideration to be played into the world's meta than I think would have been considered last year. There are going to be no less than three decks run, three different sets that have two soul builds that will be run. And that's three more than I ever want to exist in Weishwoltz. <laughs> and then on top of that, there's another deck that has uh guys that just have souls and they just hit for three because i don't know they just do cats yeah so yeah um they have and so azur lane has the benefit of having both where they both have two souls and they also have these extra soul guys that they just hit you with um oh oh just like a two soul azure lane build yeah i mean sure, like sure like the the thing about azure lane and about all these sets so the three sets i'm referring to are azure lane um Slime and Ari Ferretto, um, which we haven't talked a whole lot about Ari Ferretto. We will, as we get closer to Worlds, we'll need to talk about Ari Ferretta because Ari Ferretta is also going to fall into the same like slot as Guilty Gear, where it's like a lot of people, unless unless you have a local that really likes this set, you are probably never seen this set before, and it is not fun to deal with because much like the Slime Two Souls. There's enough value kicking around to where they don't care how it turns out. If you block, they win. And if you don't block, they also win. It's even technically a better coin flip. Way because better. if you block, they legitimately get resources. Instead of you block and you're like, oh, I guess I have to try to play Miron combo. Right. Yeah, they just change the they have to take on more risk in the sense that like they need to open lanes to you and they um also will be giving away a lot of pluses to their opponent because their characters generally suck pre three like they do no damage they're very low power like they they can't trade efficiently um and they bounce back to your hand so they open up lots of lanes for your opponent to hit into but the trade-off for that is overwhelming amounts of damage and resources one way or the other so if you block too much you will eventually see like 15 stock across the table from you and you will feel the despair of knowing that you will never land another hit in the game until they pay all that crap out and refresh um but at the same time you know if they land all of it sure they may be like broke but like you're now a level and a half behind and so it's like 
okay, you know, did you really stop them? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. you're mid too. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah, soul rushing does feel like, um, especially in deck one, like yeah, like how much, how much do we think deck one sucks? Yeah, and and that's kind of um, that's kind of a disappointing thing that's that's happening in the game right now is that um, there are decks that. Um, with with Ari Ferretta, it's like okay, that's one of their combos, right? They have a combo that uses two souls, and then they have a combo for their finisher, and it's a garbage finisher. So they badly rely on being ahead during the game. So I don't mind that so much because that's like a calculated risk you're taking during the game to say, okay, I'm running this two souls thing to generate all these resources, and if it doesn't work out because either you ate it or whatever, then the rest of my deck is kind of compromised because of this. I'm fine with that. My problem comes in with Slime, where they both don't have to run a finisher combo, and they can just jam anything in their early game, because the early game doesn't even matter. They have a number of pluses all throughout the 0-1 game that will sustain them and keep their hand up and fix all of their hand problems until Muron comes along to fix whatever's left. And so the everything is just treading water to get to Muron and dealing as much damage as possible. And then when Muron comes in, it's like, okay, set up the end game. And then the end game just kind of happens. And it's like, we don't need climaxes. We don't need any specific finisher setups. We just need whatever sounds reasonable and like one of the three off finishers that we can run that all work. And it's like, that represents a fundamental design problem where a deck does not have to actually run combos in order to have enough resources to win the game. And that is bad, in my opinion. Um, if if Azure Lane or, or Slime does well at Worlds, I think that sends the wrong signal to, um, to the designers of the game because these are decks that literally are just jamming these for damage and because they can disrespect the entire concept of building resources correctly because they have enough other resource sprinkling all throughout the deck that will sustain them until they can just like vanilla you into a, an awful position yeah and there's there's been much ado about how best to nerf slime and the community consensus has been shizu was not the problem um but it's like you have to attack the game plan in a way that matters and so the thing that people gravitate to is like the shuna because that's that that removes everybody else's counterplay for your shitty finishers so like you know at least remove the hex proof to everybody and like people can tap counter people can uh you know opposition by shield or so on and so forth i think I think you need to either open the game up to counterplay or you need to do something about their end game to the point where they're incentivized to run a finisher combo of some kind to disrupt the stability of the rest of the deck. Because the fact is th there should not be decks that can just run two advantage engines as their two combos and then just ignore the entire idea of having to play an end game because they have so many off finishers that are very reasonable and plenty of ways to use their stock that like they just don't need to like the yeah. fact is is that the reason they can get away with this is because at no point do they need to consider 
well, is there a level three I can run? Because they can just run all of them. And they do. They're like, there's some combination of Benny Maru, Shuna, and, or I'm sorry, Benny Maru, um, Shion, Shion Milam. and Milam, that um, it's some combination of those dudes. And they're all good. And they deal different packets, like small, medium, huge, clock kick, like cheap, Shot, you know. cheap not cheap, all yeah. my stocks, no stock. Like, it's unbelievable the configuration that exists there where it's just like, it's so good that there's no reason to consider running any finishers because to be fair, the, the slime finishers aren't that good. Yeah. Like they're fine, they're cheap, or they do like real consistent little packets, but like, who cares? Why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I have worse Marine if I can do triple Benny Mart? Yeah, and, or or even just like, you know, why would I do? Yeah, or like, okay, well this one is like on attack burn four. It's like, okay, cool. But like, I got a guy for that. Yeah, and that guy has shot on it. Yeah, and you it's know? like, and, and the fact that it's free doesn't mean anything. It's and like, it's actually no it's even worse because you have to pay for the four memory throughout the game instead yeah and so but with Shion, you're like well i didn't need any of that memory and i just needed six stock six stock and like a hand and we've got it yeah and so like if you think about all the finishers that they've played prior to um prior to set three um and then even the finishers that came out in set three you're just like i mean yeah they're fine but but why would you like, why why risk it? Why take the risk? There's there's no reason to disrupt what is essentially a very stable end game in order to cram in some like questionable finishing that may not mathematically work out better than what you got already. And so it's like you know, are are is there the possibility that they could be better? Of course. Like you can you can like you can easily I mean, maybe you can easily envision is... like uh, the right mathematics scenario to produce that those sort of outcomes. Yeah. Like like let's let's like let's let's take their most wombo finisher. Let's talk about Drago Buster for half a second. Sure. Yeah. So like Drago Buster has the potential to just out and out kill you, but you need the right setup for it. And if it doesn't work, then if it bricks, then you get almost nothing. And so. It's one of those things where it's like, is the trade-off worth it? And the answer, of course, is no. No, it's not worth it. It's better to stabilize the remainder of the of the deck by just condensing down to two climaxes and just making sure you have the ones you need at every point in the game, rather than, you know, fiddle farting about with some highly questionable finishing that you didn't even need in the first place. And that's even another like quote unquote benefit to two soul because now you don't even have a one combo. You didn't draw the two soul. <laughs> okay, whatever. Swap into the two soul. Yeah. Or or just jam the pants. Like yeah. the pants is fine. Yeah. It's just damage. Doesn't matter. No, it's jam anything. See how much damage you can do, and then like accelerate the game to the point where like it doesn't. Your finishers don't matter because like they're three. As long as you have three of them that do something, you'll probably get there. And that's. That's the setup. And they spend the entire game flailing because they won't have as good of a setup. Now, it's it's up to que it's questionable like what part you want to attack to pull this whole thing apart and in a more fundamental way. Um, it seems clear at this point that sh the change to Shizu did very little to affect the overall outcome of what slime decks were doing. Um, they were never going to choose um, Shizu in that 
in that configuration that would like that was never going to happen and so now if you're bushi road you're gonna have to go back into an area where you just restricted and do something maybe i don't know like it's one of those things where do you let it just play out because you've got more sets incoming and like maybe those... i think you let it play out like just to after worlds i mean obviously you're right. not gonna do any yeah course we're not gonna do anything right. else now i'm talking about like oh spring fest let's say it's february right yeah now you have um spy yeah and chainsaw man yep it's like do we think that adding those two decks to the format change anything about the way that like it's slime's performance in the meta and it's like i, I don't know but what i will say is that um it's not particularly fun to play against it and it doesn't feel like your agency in the game is very high and so i think that that in general is not a very fun experience um but i i'm a known i'm a known slime hater so of course yeah. i don't think it's a very yeah. good experience but like i don't know it, it's one of those things where it feels like i don't have any agency in the game if i win it's because i got lucky if they win it's because like i took all the damage the end and it's like it is that the way we want players to feel about Weiss? I don't know. Yeah. But soul rushing is, like it or not, is going to be a big part of Worlds because deck one is a highly dangerous deck and it's your worst compression and your chance of taking four is not a whole lot less than your chance of taking three, which is also not a whole lot less than your chance of taking two. Which so, is uh, not a whole lot worse than taking six. Yeah, and so like your your default compression, you know, is floating around like six cards ish after drawing Mulligan, assuming you don't like draw every climax you have, and so like four is not an unreasonable take, and so it, it was just a thing that didn't happen very often before because there was no way to deal four. Now there's a lot of ways to deal four. So like yeah. the, the Azer Lane cats have three souls on climax, and so all they need is a trigger, and now that's four. And so that's kind of like a fake two soul deck where like it has all the advantages of two soul and none of the downsides and it sculpts itself so to think that they won't have that every single level zero game is just fundamentally flawed so you kind of need to go f you kind of want to hope to go first against that deck because oh, uh, or not go first i'm sorry go second go second and make yeah. them go first because yeah. at the very least then you can kind of like flatten out and mitigate some of the pain but the other thing is that the characters are huge. Like, they're not just three souls. They're three souls and, like, 5K. 5K. And so it's like, okay, uh, if I try field you, I better have a way to, like, manage my hand because everything's going to die. So, I don't know. It, it Soul rushing is a, tricky, is a tricky prospect right now. So, yeah. It sure is. Um, I'm going to test, you know, for, like, a the month that we have and like i pick one and you know we'll see how it goes yeah we're just gonna do the best we can that's how it is uh but before we go on to next year and next month we're gonna go back with eight and uh look back at our year-ish of the refresh point um we spent a we, we did spend a lot of time on this episode already. Yeah. But uh, strap in, you know. <laughs> nice little Christmas present. You get, like, you know, 40 minutes talking about just slime and souls and doom and glue. Ah, forget all that. It's time to look back on 
the refresh point. And we kind of did that a little bit with our little impromptu Spotify and wrapped, but we're going to take this time to really look back and and have a retrospective about us. Yeah, it's been a this is the first content creation I've ever done and so um it's been an yeah, it's been a heck of a year. I'm I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Um so some some highlight episodes and moments so far. Uh honestly, what a breakout year in general. Like you got top 3 and then I immediately win like the next possible like regional that I went to. Yeah. And just like I could, I was, I was the best, I was the best player on the refresh point for one week. It's fantastic. It's all I ever wanted. Just, it was just like want, a month. I just wanted to be good on. once. It was like and a I was month. happy for the time that I had. Uh, yeah, uh, we got audio equipment fairly quickly. Yeah, uh, the first few episodes, if you go back and listen to them, are horrible. Like the yeah. sound quality is miserable. One of my, so, uh, yeah. one of our local friends has a has a recording has a, a room like he's an audio person and so like he has a space in his house where that's where we record the refresh point now, and the acoustics of it are light years better than when we were doing it anywhere else. I think we did the first episode at your apartment. Yep. And then um, yeah, after I, after listening to it, I was like, man, these ceilings ain't really helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. And so things to improve on. Uh, I I do have to become a more responsible human being and start editing these at like a reasonable clip. Uh, to be fair, I think before December it was getting better, but then we just went like, what if I went out of town every weekend for four weekends straight? And it turns out I like using weekends to edit podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> And part of that is just me not knowing how to like pick up the slack, but we're gonna fix that too. Um, things I want to improve on, like oh my gosh, like we need some kind of symbol to cut me off. <laughs> if you leave me alone and let me talk, I will just go. And it's just like yeah, I, but that's our content. We look Steve? at the timer, and I'm just like oh my god, shut up and end this episode. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. That's our content. We need that. <laughs> Yeah, we need like a uh, very normal amount. <laughs> I will give you more content than you want, right? Uh, sure, sure. Where's that sure. meme with the coffee cup that's being poured and it's like way overflowing? It's like Steve yeah. given one second to talk about white shorts. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, next year, we'll also be launching a Ko-Fi. Uh, coffee... Yeah. Co, co, however you pronounce Kofi. that yeah we're gonna start begging for money uh yeah uh, <laughs> no uh, not really it's just uh we're gonna you know. give you guys some additional perks for being part of the refresh point community um it's something we've talked about a little bit and um we are going to launch that and see where it goes um we're, we're gonna get some more shirts going yeah. uh we're gonna get some first seconds yeah we're gonna round a, out our merch profile a little better some stickers here. yeah you know 
and if you've ever wanted i we may i think we teased this before and we may have mentioned it but if you've ever wanted us to try to build your deck uh we're gonna open up commissions on ambitious deck building so that you can you know for just you know if you do a five dollar membership and uh, just every month you can pick between like a sticker something else or just making us play your fucking deck and we'll we'll go out there and do our level best to do it <laughs> yeah i mean if you if you value our opinion enough to listen to us on a regular basis and give us money by god we will do our best to evaluate whatever it is that you want us to evaluate yeah we'll we'll give it a shot we'll give it our 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 level best to to just make your deck idea the best we possibly can you can give us every detail possible like yeah man you're gonna run these two climax combos and uh all these tech cards are real important and all this i want to see how it does with this tech card versus this tech card or you can just be like hey try this and we're like all right i guess we're trying this <laughs> but yeah we will um We'll for sure break down everything that will be part of that. Um, it will be obviously 100% optional. If you love the refresh point just the way it is, we will keep delivering this content till we're absolutely sick of it. But if you want some more refresh point, can't get enough of us, our mugs, the way we look, uh, our very exciting our um, mugs. Yeah. So like, where the, the, where are mugs besides the top eight photos? So. <laughs> They, this is a podcast. There, there will be because. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll we'll have designs for for the old <laughs> first, seconds, and stickers that yeah, will yeah. be very uh, yeah, refresh point uh, host oriented. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have some fun with it. And so if you felt like throwing five dollars at us a month for any particular reason then that option will now be available to you uh and as steve said like we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it and we're not we're not in it for the money we're here to just like talk about why schwartz every two weeks you know but uh but if you would like to support us a little bit um uh, you know so we can replace our shitty mic stands uh you know, go ahead. Uh, we'll, we'll do our best to make it worth your while. And to round out the show today, we've got some awards. Uh, you know, we've got all these lovely things going on. We've got some nice little joke awards to end our year with. Just a few high, high points. Just a few high points. Uh, best comment of the year, uh, you know, we didn't really even expect that many comments to come in uh but youtube works in mysterious ways and you all love just typing in that comment box so uh number one shout out to all the comments in general uh shout out to uh kicks machina as well and uh 212 dead from the recent episodes Chainfire. Uh, chain fire you know all our regular commenters vegeta uh for god's sake sati uh i don't think there's any more super regular ones but shout out to all you commenters anyways and 
for our best comment of the year, it's gonna go to MP Dragon 64, which I believe you also outed yourself as Clinton in a in a later comment. So shout out to you, Clinton, for our New York episode where we remarked that it was a pretty fraudulent attempt at defending home court. Yeah, I mean it it really was. It really was. <laughs> like yeah true you're so right bestie yeah for sure um next up the best ambitious deck of the year we did uh a handful of ambitious decks and some of them not very ambitious they were like just uh riffs on like a reasonable idea a lot of them review starlight fever dreams that we don't ever want to relive but <laughs> But we do have uh, an ambitious deck that, you know, really took our childhood ambitions to, uh, say, master some elements and combined it with a reasonable uh, meta competitive kind of list. Yeah. And that was our avatar master of the elements list from episode 11. Yeah, so four color avatar. Um, before everybody started becoming fascinated with bar standby, um, four color avatar seemed to be like one of the best things that could come out of um, the avatar set. And I still believe that there is a way to to make that deck really shine. You, the problem is, is that like much like in the show, you, like you have to be. The, the one guy like you, you're gonna need to <laughs> you have like, to be train. the one you yeah. have to train everywhere like you years. have to be the avatar that's right and and so i i fully anticipate someone to do it i don't know who and when they do we will all just we'll know who the best weiss schwartz player in the world is because it will be that guy but um that was the deck that i felt had the best um you know, uh, mixture of ambition and, and actual results. Yeah. Uh, and we just left, but we can't go back to a, a familiar place, a comfortable place, a place where we take refuge and look at competitive Y Schwartz damn near every single episode. Let's talk about what we think was the best spike corner of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the spike corner is a lot of things. It's a lot of the times tournament recaps, which I agree. I think we can do better. You know, they kind of get a little monotonous they after do. some time. You know, we just kind of be like, oh, hey, look, top eight deck. Here's the tech cards. Okay, now here's the other one. You know, we, admittedly, we can do a better job. But on some of the spike corners where we go over topics, and like just better more generic topics even similar to just talking about soul rush just right now i feel like that's where the spike corner really shines yeah and so if you haven't listened to it or you haven't listened to it in a while i think our choice for the best spike corner and you can go back and listen to is in episode 14 where we were discussing uh nerves and how that affects your play in a competitive tcg environment yeah, I think that there's some topics that we talk about in the Spike Corner and that, that come up during the course of, of card game play. Um, 
in particular competitive play that cut across the the spectrum much more broadly um if you've competed at anything in your whole life then you can sympathize understand um and and compare yourself with the type of nerves that you feel when when you're going into a com any competitive event and so that applies to Y Schwartz as well as it applies to anything else and so um i think it's important to every once in a while get a little more abstract talk about the nature of competition in general because those type of things will carry you being good at those type of things will carry you into other games and, and any other competitive endeavors that you happen to be a part of yeah uh and for the last few awards you know some funny ones uh are you know do you have the envelope <laughs> I, I don't think i have the envelope all right uh, yeah did you on. yeah it's here okay. okay okay here we go uh yeah our best guest of the year uh you know we had a lot of candidates for this one you know truly this show has been you know it, it's the hallmark of this show is the rotating guest line that we have on all of the time that's just you know if you're a longtime listener you know we have so many guests and <laughs> it's it's rare it was hard to choose it's rare that only me and steve are the ones on the podcast really just chopping it up but our best guest of the year and if you haven't caught on our only guest of the year was clinton chan congratulations thank you for bestowing upon all of us your wisdom and yeah. feel yeah. free to add that to your competitive profile wherever you're <laughs> what, for whatever your sponsor's website is whenever yeah, yeah. they're pimping you out uh to events yeah you got the best guest of the year award from you know yours truly that's right that's um, right. That's right. Next year, we will probably have more guests than we had this year. I think uh, we're going to have one literally, like, start of the next year. Even. Yeah, I don't think it's going to become a regular thing, but I think... Uh, we'll have some more guests. Mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Those are the chocolate chips, man. You got to... You, you can't... They can't be the whole cookie, yeah, but, like, yeah. you got to, you know, get a few of them in there. Yeah, it makes things yeah. more interesting. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. Our next award, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, there's a lot of older players in the Weishwartz community uh, that have been playing just for a very long time. And, uh, you know, they really are kind of the bedrock of the community at times. Some might say they, they could even stand as tall as a mountain in their presence uh, in the Weishwartz community. And in, in our community, we will lovingly refer to them as the old man of the mountain. And so for for this show, the best old man of the mountain this year, uh, I think there's no one else that can inhabit this. It has to be you, Steve. Yeah, I I will <laughs> happily accept. And if you are familiar with the fate lore, you will know there are many old men of the mountain. Ah, yes. But we do have one thing in common. We are all assassins. <laughs> So you best watch yourself. <laughs> if you run into one of us old fucks, because we've been playing this game longer than you've been able to use complex math, so you best respect it. Wait, that have you? Yes. I mean, like... Wait, yeah, wait. Uh, ben, you weren't even in high school when I started playing Black Yeah, Wars. so yeah, that's... No, that's legitimately right. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
right. So yeah, um, yep. the old man of the mountain, all of us that have been keeping the game alive and thriving since its inception, uh, especially for the entire English scene, you know, um, it doesn't, nothing makes me happier than getting clobbered by somebody who's new to the game because it shows that we're becoming more mature as a game. You know, the alternative is absolutely shit. And so we don't want the game to stagnate. We never want the the, the relics, those of us that are on the, uh, you know, that have been around for a while. We don't want those of us to stay the best forever. That's just, that's... That's I mean, not, you know, that's not, not that's not appropriate. You can have like one, yeah, or yeah, two, yeah. Know? Of course, we, we can have a faker. You we're know, never, going we're never around. gonna be the worst. Yeah, like, yeah we've just been around sure. too long. Yeah. But um, you know, Clinton will just win Chicago every year. I guess. Yeah, I, w I don't even yeah. know why we go. <laughs> to, <laughs> I mean, to be true, honest, yeah, honestly. like it's one of those things. Uh, but. Yeah. Um, or Houston, Riaz will just win that every year. As yeah, well. it's and, like. But to, and to be honest, though, like, I mean, a lot of us outdate Riaz, and so yeah, like, it's one of those things where um, I've had the and and all of us have had kind of the privilege of seeing the game like start as this kind of like you know we have like five people at a local and we're gonna try and like teach anime cards to people to um, seeing the game really explode. I I never thought there would ever be a three hundred person like regional for weiss like they always they would always be like well if there's 256 players we have to split it into two tournaments and we'd all laugh our asses off because like <laughs> there ain't no no no. no way. what they do is they put you in nine rounds of swiss <laughs> steve well they changed the rules since then but but yeah um yeah i'm happy to yeah. I'm, I'm happy to inhabit that i'll be the hermit yeah that, that's my role to be uh, we have one more award here. I, I think you wanted to present it. So yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah, but you so can, you I can do want to present it because um, if there's one thing that's true about the refresh point, it's that we embody competitive Weishwartz. And in competitive Weishwartz, you can talk a lot about how long you've been playing or what you've been playing or, or how the game was or is or will be. But results, results are the main thing we're looking for that's what it speaks right and so it's absolutely my honor to say that the award for the best refresh point player this year is absolutely you ben <laughs> i was the best for like two weeks and then like you won duluth and i was like okay yeah ben's cracked yeah. and then like just casually top eight it again in a tournament that didn't matter i'm like okay apparently i'm garbage <laughs> holy shit i better watch out so so yeah um it's been an incredible year this is your this is like your first real competitive year and you've just been absolutely stomping yeah I'm, um I'm, I'm very happy yeah i mean you know um what is it i i have no I have no reservations about ever doing this well again, uh, or 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 and like I'm not taking it for granted at all. Like it's like as much as I, very hilarious. Like side note at Anaheim, I coped for like 30 minutes after Swiss ended. I was like, I can't believe that just happened. Surely I bubble out. I don't. I don't want to play a top eight. I want to go get food. Like I didn't. I didn't get lunch. I'm just like, this doesn't matter. I don't really feel like taking a top eight from somebody that that like wants to, you know, wants to qualify and do well and stuff. 
Uh, and so uh, the other two players who attended can can attest that I I definitely whined the most out of any top eight attendee probably ever in this game. <laughs> it's just suffering from success. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean I don't like metas change, decks change. You know you know player skill goes up and down. I don't ever anticipate that like i'll i'll i will do something near this again or like you know i will win another regional in the sense of like it's it's an expectation it's more of the same ambitions as it's always has been yeah and i think that like there's plenty of players out there if we're talking on the high end of Y Schwartz that are that are making top eights regularly you know yeah um but three top eights out of four tournaments is crazy good. Um, so, yeah, very impressed. Um, I, I think that it's been a heck of a year. Yeah, DFW on top. D the Dallas-Fort Worth area has a 100% top eight rate for, for tournaments that we have sent players to this fall. Yeah. Every single tournament, even in the Netherlands. I, we got a player into the top eight. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, I think we've already said that this is the best region for Weishwartz. I, I don't know what to say. It's 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 not even it's not even a question. It's just like a, a statement that everybody knows. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been an incredible year for a lot of people, and we've got a ton of people going to Worlds. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It, next year's gonna be great too. And and one last thing, uh, thank you, listener. Uh, all of you regular listeners that just pop on every time you see us in your your content feed, you know, your Spotify, your YouTube page or whatever, you know, every single one of you from the people that tuned in the whole time and be done with it, the people that click for 30 seconds and then click away, I know that you exist, we have the analytics, you, yeah, like, yeah, alright man, 30 seconds, really cool, but thank you anyway because you know uh we wanted to do this just to do it but it does make it better when there's somebody to talk to yeah and for all of our subscribers the people who um you know they're the first clicks on there i have never been the first person to view our content even you know even when i know it's coming out you know there's people who are getting to that stuff like the second it comes out and uh we saw on spotify it's it's international there's people in other countries listening to us which is incredible for me so yeah to all of our subscribers to everyone who clicks on our videos and listens to us for even a few minutes to listen to us rant about something that you have a tangential interest in um thank you it, it's been an enjoyable year and we're looking forward to another year of uh refresh points yeah i mean we'll keep doing this as long as weiss is still a game presumably so uh you know i mean even if even if weiss goes away we might just pivot to a different card game yeah like, it may be, it may become difficult to get rid of us yeah yeah honestly we'll just keep doing this until we feel like not doing it which is gonna be a pretty long time away from now i guess as far as i know so thank you for sticking around stick around for refresh point you know 10 more years whatever but that's our show for today. So, tune in next time after your next deck out. And don't you forget, 
to take the refresh point. 